Welcome to Cheese, Wine, and Christmas, the magical podcast that will help you navigate the crowded world of sentimental holiday specials. Join hosts Brendan Bowes and Deirdre McCarthy as they discuss, critique, and lay bare your favorite Christmas movie tropes. So spike that eggnog and get ready for today's Cheese, Wine, and Christmas. Well, well, well. Holiday in the wild. Yes. Very wild. A wild and woolly Christmas special. But again, another movie that just has Chris, uh, holiday Christmas in the title, and it's it's a minuscule amount of time based on that. Yeah, well, it's funny how some of the movies are about, it's about Christmas, and then these are the things that happen at Christmas. And then there are other movies that are like, this is a movie about some stuff happening, and it just happens to occur at Christmas time. Right. And or it, part it, of it, or even just a little part of it occurs at Christmas time. You know, that right. it's um it's not actually a part of the story. Correct. Where that, other yeah, that, that's ones, what I was... it's yeah, where other ones it's like, okay, this is uh there's a Christmas deadline or a Christmas Eve deadline, or this is about Christmas. So this is definitely not one that's about Christmas. No, nope. she just happens to be in the wild. Right. The, the time holiday. the timeline of the movie passes through Christmas. So, yeah, it doesn't uh, even like end at Christmas. No, it, that that's a funny part about it. So it's really a movie about something else that somebody decided needed to be done at Christmas time because Correct. it needed to be a Christmas movie. All right. So we were drawn to this movie because Rob Lowe and Kristen Davis are both in it. So the lead characters are um, are famous people. So we're like, correct. And not even really level B famous people, but, you know, A minus famous people. Right. Most people know Rob Lowe and Kristen oh. Davis brings in the the Sex and the City fans. So, yep. Yep. OK, so we open with a very expensive uh, New York apartment. Like, clearly, they have to be millionaires because yeah. it's incredible. And high rise. Yeah, high rise, uh, lofted, incredible. So, um, Kristen Davis plays Kate, and Kate and uh, her husband Drew, right? Is her husband's yep. name Drew? Yeah. Yep. And her son, whose name escapes me, Luke. Luke. Okay. Luke. So, Kate, Drew, and Luke are taking their Christmas photo by the tree. Yes. And we've got all kinds of tropiness happening. So yep, they, um, got a, they hired a professional photographer. He's, yep. you know, making sure everything looks good. There's Christmas trees, decorations all over the place. But it's August. This yes. is so our first trope is how her, you know, she's the one Kate, like is so efficient and type A personality and city girl. She's already doing the family Christmas card you know, getting the picture done because it has to be out by a certain time. Correct. And you Expl- sense th- there's a little bit of chaos because um, trope number two, the disinterested, overworked uh, husband slash father is tr- answering his phone and dealing with business all while trying to take this picture. And you yep. promised, you promised, like like they had a fight this morning where he promised for just once he would focus on getting the card taken. It's it's nonsense. 
Right. Yeah. No, like the, the photographer takes like five pictures and Drew's like, are we done yet? And then just walks yeah. out. Well, he's got business calls. So, yep. Yep. yeah. So so that starts and um, we're like, OK, cool. <clears throat> and then we have uh, a scene of her lunching with her friends yep. because we have to establish her life first. We have to establish the life she's leaving behind. So she's having lunch with her other um, ladies not- who lunch. Ladies who lunch. Yes, they call themselves that. She doesn't like that because she knows that that means like basically bored housewives who lunch. So she's talking about now that her son's going to go away to college. um, Maybe she'll go back to working as a vet. And this is (laughs) this is a weird expository drop of information. Remember when you used to be a vet, right? (laughs) You used to be a veterinarian. So uh, apparently she did all of the schooling and all of the stuff that it takes to be a vet. Yep. But, but she put it on hold to allow her husband to, uh, yeah, I yeah. guess, go to grad school through and his, yeah, through his to get to where he is now. Which really actually doesn't make any sense because being a vet takes the same amount of schooling. Right. So if she did all of that schooling first and then supported him through his schooling, that wouldn't really make any sense. Yeah, that, that's unless unless both of their parents were super wealthy because. Well, well, not only that, just time wise, like how is right. she w- supporting him through anyway? So so we find out that she used to be a vet. She does not like being a lady who lunches and she's about to have empty nest syndrome. Yep. So the son's going to go away to school. OK, so it's really just an expository scene. The ladies who lunch is an expository Correct. scene. Correct. We learn about, you know, the son going to school. We learn about that the husband's a lawyer and, you know, all of that. So and that the son is going to, yeah, follow um, in his father's footsteps, supposedly. So that's what they want. Then yeah. the next scene is uh, the son going, uh, heading off to school with his girlfriend who appears suddenly. Yeah. Uh, is so and- excited that she gets to drive him to school, which, by the way, everything is a plot device. Right. So. The only reason why she's driving him to school is so that both parents can be stay, be, stay be in the be in the apartment for the next spot that's coming. <laughs> right. So the girlfriend's going to drive him. By the way, she never makes another appearance in the entire movie. And she's asked about once and it's like, ah, eh, we grew apart, you know, yep. so yep. She's totally blown only, off. Only here for the drive, only here for the drive. We yep. see him zipping up a musical instrument. So we know that this music loving child is going off to a business school. So, you know, you get a little right. foreshadowing there. Um, uh, goodbye to mom and dad. It's a nice goodbye. So it's not yep. like he dislikes his, his parents in any way. And big and love get, for mom. He gets measured. He, his height gets measured one last time. And they do the traditional uh, tick on the door frame. Yeah. She's got a, that's a very, apparently a very big deal for her. And she's got yep. all of his measurements by the way, throughout this, as her husband's taking business calls and such, she's supplying him with all of the miscellaneous information about yep. the clients. That's also wicked tropey. Like the wife knows, you know, everything about, about everyone. Yeah. She makes it her business to know all of that about his business. So she's a good support wife for a businessman. Yep. So that's a very and, and she does it 
not in an angry way at all. So she's like the kind of person everybody wants in their house, walking around behind them, making sure everything goes well. Right. She's like a personal assistant, basically, for her husband. And then as soon as so the 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 son Luke and the girlfriend bye mom bye dad door closes the door shuts and not even five seconds later the husband turns to Kate and says whoa 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 whoa. first Kate says to him oh that's right I know we haven't been getting along well and things have been rough so I booked us a second honeymoon that's right in Africa an African safari hunt special soup to nuts exotic and then he says, I don't love you anymore. And <laughs> I don't think you love me. And so I'm leaving. And he I'm, already had his bags packed and tucked behind a, like a piece of furniture. Like waiting, a cubby or something in like the house. Like a cubby. Like art, and just rolls him out and leaves her in shock. And <laughs> off he goes. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the end of their marriage. Okay. So next scene. Um is her sitting at a table at a cafe at a, no a beautiful luxury hotel place right you're t- i well she was sitting somewhere like looking at the tickets and the the pamphlets oh right i missed that so she's right. so we know she's going to go on her own she's got right. guidebooks because of course she she believes in being prepared so she's yes. got guidebooks she's got the tickets she's going on her own yep so then, we, then it cuts to the the yeah, to her landing we, in Africa, yeah, uh, getting escorted to a really nice, uh, I guess, destination hotel. Yeah, uh, and in the the room is all kinds of romantic things because it was the honeymoon suite. So yep. she yep. chugs from the bottle of complimentary champagne, and we're <laughs> off and running. She's at dinner now, and there's a place card for no real reason that has Mister and Missus Conrad on it. Um, I, I don't know why they they have a place card on their table, but they do. So she's eating and drinking and well, mostly drinking, not mostly eating, drinking. Right. right. Yeah. When in comes Rob Lowe or right. Drew, I mean, uh, Drew, uh, Derek. Derek, 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 Derek. So Derek comes in. He's handsome, a little rougher on the edges, knows the bartender. I mean, like, he, he, it looks like he walks right off Parks and Rec to yep. like this, this set. Yeah. Like, and right he knows off. everybody and whatever. Right. right. So he, he starts to chit chat with Kate, trying to make conversation with her, and she's having none of it. And uh, she's yep. two martinis in. So she blurts out, you know, when he asks where Mr. Conrad is, she basically blurts out, you know, you want to know where he is? And then says, you know, he an hour. Ten hours ago, he left me. Six hours yeah. ago, I got on a plane, and two minutes ago, I walked in. Something like that. Yep. And she's, you know, so we've got the trope of arbitrary angriness between <laughs> the two people that are eventually going to end up together. The male star and the female star just yeah. are angry at each other for no for reason. For no reason whatsoever. So off she goes, and... um this is apparently this hotel is just the first night stayover, and then she's going to get on a little plane and get taken out into the safari to mm-hmm. another five star hotel where the actual safari thing happens. Yes. So the five star safari experience. Correct. So, so there's a little prop plane, you know, and she's going to get in it. And guess who the pilot is? Oh, Indiana Jones. <laughs> 
otherwise known as Derek, otherwise known as Rob Lowe. So <laughs> he's, he's dressed exactly like Indiana Jones. Yeah, but he's dressed like Indiana Jones because that's how you dress when you're going out into the wild. Yep. Right. And apparently um, he is a lot of things. We're going to find out all of the things he can do in this movie. But he is the airplane pilot that takes people from that hotel into the fancy hotel in the wild. So Correct. And oh, that there, there's, you, there's, you know, yep, there's still distaste. Kate, yeah, Kate, there's a little disdain. Kate um, is, girl, you're here still. Yes, uh, yes, and he's like, ooh, you're one of those rich and fancy tourists that just comes troping into our places and and like looks at our wild stuff like a gawky tourist and then leaves. Yeah. Right. Yep. Setting everything up. Yep. So anyway, uh, halfway into the flight. He suddenly does a barrel roll and she's like, whoa, what's up? And he's like, we got to make a stop. And they land in the middle of the jungle. Yep. Oh, it's and not the jungle. That's what is it? It's the, the woods, the safari, the, the desert, the I don't know. Part desert, part woods, the wild. They yeah, the wild. the wild. They land in the wild. Yes, he, they're he basically in one of the largest game preserves in Africa and they land yep. in the middle of it. Yep. He finds a uh, just a random strip of land that doesn't yep. have any trees that he could just drop his prop plane down yep. and gets Off out. He, he tells her to, to stay in the plane like a good girl. Right. And it's dangerous like, out there. And like a like Dennis the Menace or any sort of troublemaker, she's like she stays for about two seconds and goes, I'm just going to go look. Yeah, and then there she is. Now she knows it's a game preserve. They've just looked at um, bison, which he said are really, really dangerous. They've they've seen all kinds of animals from the the sky, and yet she has no problem sort of getting out and just wandering through the wood. Yeah, and no. she finally finds him, and instead of scolding her, he's just like, "Okay, here you are. You can help." And what is she helping with, Brendan? Uh, the one of the sadder moments of this movie. There's yeah. a, 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 a dead. A, there's a dead elephant. Um, poachers have taken their husks or tusks for the ivory. Yeah. And ne next to the dead elephant is the elephant's baby or whatever a baby oh, elephant's called. Baby elephant. I think it's just baby elephant. But yeah. Yeah. And and calf? you can tell the calf. I think it's yeah. called a calf. Probably. So uh, the baby is extremely scared standing mm -hmm. next to the parent, the dead parent. And uh, Rob Lowe immediately says to, to Kate, I don't even know if she's disclosed that she uh, went to school as a vet. No, but... not yet. It's coming. That's coming. Oh, OK, so uh, Derek's like, all right, I want you to stand in front of the baby elephant and distract him. So she's walking up to the baby elephant. Hey, it's all, you know, don't be scared. It's all good. We're here to help, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, Rob Lowe flanks the, the baby elephant, drapes his coat over the baby elephant, and they bring the baby elephant to its side so it doesn't charge. Right. So they cover its eyes and then lay it down. Yep. So then the, the truck comes to pick up the baby elephant, bring it to the elephant reserve. Yep. Um, so we learn all of this as uh, Kate's asking questions. Where is it going to go? What's going to happen? We find out there's like a, a, a reserve, like a, a like an animal shelter, shelter just yeah. for elephants. Yep. Um, and so they put it up on the truck and she's like, oh, my God, now she's so moved. Right. You know, yep. and is there anything I can do to help? And then she goes, you know, I, I I'm a vet. 
<laughs> drops that out. So we're like, oh, that's why we had to know that earlier. And um, in a bizarro moment, she decides she doesn't want to go to the five star place. She so, wants so- to go to the elephant reserve and follow with the baby elephant and help take care of it. And Rob Lowe slash Derek says, didn't see that coming. And <laughs> neither does the audience. And she hops up on the truck because I guess they just decide whatever. Why She's not? Well, we, and we'll we take can... all the help we can get. So on she goes. Yeah, well, we'll believe this total stranger and just bring yep. her along. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then they get to the animal reserve and turns out Derek works there. <laughs> Yeah, so, it, 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 Derek has like hidden tunnels and can right. run at fast speeds. <laughs> He's like a superhero. So he flies the planes. He also uh, works at the reserve and is basically grown up on the reserve. So yep. now we see, you know, so he says he flies the plane basically just to fund the the plane itself so that they can use it to, to right. track poachers and things. So um, and to get supplies. So here they are, and um, she learns all about saving the baby elephant and what it and takes. What, what and, the preserve does and how they yeah. help the elephants. Uh, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, acclimate back into acc- the wild. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Help it grow and gain, regain its confidence so that it can go back into the wild. Yes. Yeah. So it lo- to be like, it's a very... I will say at this point, the shots of all of this are, are amazing. And yep. um, the elephant stuff is beautiful and mm. it, moving. It's very moving. Right. I'll also say, because it sounds like we've been making fun of this 100% all the way through. Um, it's very, very tropey and predictable, but the acting is quite good and yep. the scenery is gorgeous and it's pretty enjoyable to watch so far. Yep. No, so I be so from here the the rest of the movie are about the the remaining ninety percent takes place at this preserve. So we'll probably just hop around at this point. But uh, to touch upon what you were saying, there is tropiness in pretty much every movie we've seen. It's just a matter of how it's performed and how it's integrated. Yeah, um, and this one's done it really well. Uh, you know, if you listen to our other episodes, you'll see the ones that we really make fun of are <laughs> ones where the tropiness is written awful or the acting and performance yeah, of like it. Yeah, like on top of that. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and, and I don't think it needed half the tropes it put in, no, but no. it it really seems to me like they wanted to make this elephant movie, and the only way they could get it funded is if they turned it into a Christmas movie. Truly. Yep. Nope. So, um, yep. yeah, the elephant stuff was beautiful. And and I will say we pretty much predicted every single thing. So there's a couple of weird side stories that I don't feel like make a whole lot of sense. But one of them is that uh, Derek is sleeping with some oh. icy blonde <laughs> chick that is uh, the the part of the board that gives them funding. Yeah, the found she's like, yeah, and this is what I called she that she's like the the representative of the foundation that provides funding for the for the preserve. Yeah. She just shows up whenever she shows a bit inconvenient times. Right. Whenever and he's in a tent alone with Kate, she shows up. We know yep. nothing about her other than she is the part of the foundation, and that the only reason why she's the foundation is supporting this preserve is because she has a relationship with Derek. 
um, basically uh, he's a male prostitute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, selling his body for the money for the, you know. Yeah. I mean, she, she just, she walks in or unzips the tent, walks in, zips up the tent and then the, the camera cuts and it's the next morning and yeah, nothing is so, mentioned yeah, of it again. Yeah. Yeah. So she's just, again, she's a plot device, right? Yep. Also to make sure that after Derek and Kate eventually kiss for the first time, that there's some type of um, reason for them to not get together and for Kate to feel okay leaving. So, right. so a bunch of things happen during two large musical montages. Yep. Oh, it's all, uh, so, so. I know this is something uh, we discussed, but uh, one of the big things Rob Lowe says to, to Kate as she's getting settled is make sure you zip up your tent. You do not want the baboons to get in there. <laughs> so we are waiting the entire movie for the baboons to make uh, an appearance and, and they and never a, do. I'm a little no, disappointed. They do. Very I thought disappointed. there was going to be one scene with the baboons running rampant in the tent, but there wasn't. So our first musical montage is her falling in love with the preserve, right? Yes. We see her going from a, a small volunteer to a really important, basically the the on staff vet. Right. Uh, jacket and the, the second in command, Jonathan, you know, basically says we're lucky if, if uh, the vet uh, shows up once a month. Yeah. So She's there being a vet and and they've named the baby elephant second son. And it's a very clear it's a representation, like a metaphor that uh, Kate and Derek have have had this elephant together. It's like their child. They're a family. And we see her falling in love with the preserve. Yep. And the second musical montage is her falling in love with Derek. <laughs> Right. They, the next day they go on a, a trip uh, and they drive around. Um, so I, he, he feels bad that she missed out on the whole the safari, safari experience. Yeah. So he gives her sort of a mini version of it. So right. those are our two musical montages. <clears throat> now it's it's going to be Christmas time. Um, and that's where the only part where Christmas comes in. Yep. And uh, Kate has decided to stay. She keeps extending her stay. It was supposed to be a few weeks, but. She keeps extending her stay. Right. And so at this point, it's it's roughly four months because yeah. she left late August, early September. Yeah. And we're at yep. Christmas time. So and despite the fact that it's her son's first year away at school and he's probably desperate to see his mom, she still decides to stay in in Africa. But uh, all of the people who work at the preserves, their their families come for this Christmas celebration and they surprise Kate and fly her son in. Correct. So life is perfect. She's where she wants to be. She's falling for Derek and her son is here. Correct. So that, oh, by the way, we forgot to mention that Derek is also the cook. For the oh, right. So, yes. Right. I just, just, that's not important. It's just funny. It's on his list of things. We discover he can cook. We also discover he can paint. Yeah, he's an artist too. He's an artist. So there are pictures of elephants all over the, the tent that they eat in. And she finds out later that he paints. So he paints, he cooks, he takes care of elephants and he flies planes just in case anybody's keeping track. And he looks like Indiana Jones. Yep. So, okay. So all is good, except this is the moment that Kate finds out that Derek is sleeping with icy blonde chick. Correct. Yes. Correct. And she, of course, that makes her decide she's got to go home. 
she finally decides to go home and yeah. Rob, Rob Lowe turns into, I have no better description of this, but an emo teenager. <laughs> yes. This. Very sad. So off Kate goes um, back to her life in New York and she gets a job as a vet because she's going to work now. Yep. But now she's in a fancy place where hoity-toity, yeah, hoity-toity. literally scale. one dog has a diamond stuck in his paw and another dog's there to get their nails done. And she's like, this isn't the same as taking care of elephants. Correct. Right. So what happens next? So, uh, meanwhile, uh, Derek is still doing his thing. Uh, every time there's a new guest to fly to the safari, he thinks that it's Kate for some reason and always gets... Maybe it's going to be Kate. He renames his plane Kate. Yeah, that's the creepiest moment. That's how we know he loves her because earlier she asked why the plane didn't have a girl's name because what was it named after? Something weird. Star Trek? Yes, Kirk. Kirk, yes. Kirk. She was like, what is up with that? And he's like, Kirk, boldly go where, you know. So uh, I guess to to, uh, essentially wrap this up, uh, Icy Blonde uh, notified uh, once what she found out that Derek was making a painting of Kate. didn't like that at all. So she decided to stop funding the the preserve. Well, he also basically says he's not going to sleep with her anymore. So she's she's out. Correct. She's not funding the, the preserve. So the preserve is is got some funding for a few months, but they're desperate. Correct. So Kate uh, randomly calls up Jonathan to touch base and see how everything's going. And Jonathan drops the truth bomb saying, hey, we're closing in June because we lost funding. So uh, Kate up in New York decides to make her own fundraiser and Mm -hmm. gets everyone who's anyone to make a donation to this preserve. Including her ex-husband. Yes. And the ladies who lunch also drop the ladies some. Ladies who lunch all open their pocketbooks wide because she she runs in a pretty rich circle. So yep. she gets so much money. And just and, and, and just yeah. bomb bombs uh, the preserve with donations mm-hmm. and they're able to go another year or so. I they said until Christmas, which time time's weird in this movie. So oh, who God, knows? Yeah, you can't pay any attention to time. It means nothing in this movie. So so, so yeah and so it turns uh so we we end up back at the hotel in africa uh rob uh, or derek has a flight the next morning so i guess he spends the night there uh <laughs> yeah that's his little yeah. he walks up to the bar and they have a thing where uh with the bartender where they play poker so he makes a joke about that and then the bartender reaches under the bar and brings out a plate of lobster like, just, it, like, right. Like it was just under the bar and it's a, it's a toss back uh, to the very first scene where that's what she was eating and she correct. didn't actually eat it at all and left it for him and he ate it. So it's, right. it's, it's a callback to that, but why he has it sitting, waiting under the bar. That's so weird. It's so weird. And he's like, wait, what's this for? And then lo and behold, Kate is right behind him and yeah, somehow knew he was coming to just that moment and had that plate waiting for him. I mean, you can make the assumption that she's the one who ordered the tour for the next mm-hmm. morning. So she she made it happen. But yeah, so she knew right, she knew. But, but it's she, still it was super weird. Right. So they hug and kiss, and uh then we cut to 
I guess a couple months later where we find out that they're married mm-hmm. and uh, living Kate in a is, house. Now they lived in a tent for all that time, but now that they're married, they live in a house. Yep. Uh, Kate stays in touch with her kid. And I honestly forget the last couple of seconds. I think yeah, they just I don't say, know. I, I'm I, not sure. It's basically world, right? Yeah. It's it was, basically, yeah. yeah. Like we're, I'm glad oh, we're helping. The oh elephants. no, they're saying goodbye to the elephant as he goes out into the wild. So, she oh, gets, right. so, Empty nest again. She has to say goodbye to her second child, the right. elephant. But this time she's with uh, a husband that loves her. And, yeah. and all is and, good. And and credits. Right. Okay. So as a Christmas movie, I think this is a, a bomber of a movie. As oh, yeah. a movie, I I quite enjoyed it. Yep. No, it definitely doesn't actually fit the motif of nope. a Christmas movie, but you know, when it says holiday in the wild and we're yep. doing a Christmas based podcast, well, comes, we don't have much of a choice. Our, it comes up in our search when you do right. Christmas movies and Netflix. So I thought both Kristen Davis and Rob Lowe did a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the writing had way too many predictable things um, but they did a great job and the scenery and the elephants was worth everything. So I'm going to give it an eight. I, I agree uh, with everything you said. I'm giving it a six just because, I mean, the the fact that it's holiday in the wild and mm-hmm. that, yep. that's really disappointing, but the acting was great. It, it, if it didn't, if it was a different name, it would be a much right. better rating, but then again, we wouldn't be reviewing it. Right, exactly. It's uh, it's nothing I would have watched on my own, so I'm I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I'm happy that I watched it, and I only needed a little bit of eggnog to get through it. So, <laughs> yeah. So, cheers. Cheers, cheers. 